Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 10, Episode 10, titled Social Media Kings and a Queen. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one torpid co-host. From the Patreon side of our show, please say... Hey, mm-hmm. I'm a woman, baby! <laughs> yes! To Evan Ayers. Hello, Evan Ayers. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. What's this, what's this accent you're doing? I was trying to do Aquaria as Melania Trump for some reason. I don't know why. Now, Evan, um, you know, I was, uh, I, I've been thinking about you a lot the past few days. Uh, for, those, for those of you that don't listen to our Patreon shows, uh, on, a, on a recent rumor mill, it came up that Evan is a big fan of ASMR. Okay. And he has been trying, it, it is like Evan's been trying to encourage me. To do ASMR, I explained it to a friend today as if a girl promised a, a straight guy that she'd send him a picture of her pussy, and <laughs> he has been so up in my text messages about ASMR, sending me videos about ASMR, wanting it, because I told him, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll explain explain your point. I'm, let per me, let me your request, I've, I've been up in your butt about it. Okay, to say that I'm a big fan of ASMR is a bit of a stretch. I have told you when i talked on the rumor mill about how i I find certain types of asmr relaxing sometimes sometimes it helps me sleep and so you we were doing a like a a joke or like a mock like you know session and i made the comment that you have a very very soothing voice and that i think people would respond well to you if you did an asmr channel Mm -hmm. that's all did you or did you not send me clips of people oh, doing ASMR? Yeah, I sent you a clip of the pickle lady because who doesn't? Who love... is horrible? <gasps> horrible. She be nice to her. She is very very sacred. Don't... Okay, hold on for a second. Hold please. I've done a lot of research into this. So I, you know, I work with children, mm-hmm. and it, so I, even though I've asked you and people younger than you if ASMR doesn't age different, and you all say no. I still sort of feel there is, and I'll tell you why. It seems like all kids have a very strong opinion, mostly like ASMR to some degree, okay? Mm-hmm. And so all the kids that I was speaking to knew what ASMR was, and they, for the most part, were big fans. Now, here's a deal. One of the girls I was speaking to is a big, big, big ASMR queen. Loves it, right? Mm-hmm. And she does not like the pickle lady. In fact, a lot of the kids I was talking to were not fans of the pickle lady. They were saying that she's only famous because she's a meme, right? True. And they were. I was telling them about what I don't like, and they're like, "Oh no, we don't like that stuff either." There's other kinds of ASMR. Precisely. All right. There's okay. a million different kinds. Yes. And then this one girl said, "This is what I think you would like," and she said some things. And you know, Evan, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think she understood what I would like were I to like ASMR more than you do. Like, have you ever heard anyone... This one actually, I did actually strangely have a sensation that akin close to what people who like ASMR like. Okay. Have you ever seen people play with that floral foam? The floral foam. I can't you, say I No, have. floral foam. Oh, floral foam. No, I've not. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Oh, that's very interesting because... I think you would like it. Um, I, it. It's you know that 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 stuff they put flowers in. You know when you when you get a flower, it's like a foam that they oh, stick the flower no. things in. No, 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 I can't stand that stuff. What do you mean you can't stand that well, stuff? Like, do you know how some people don't care for like the sound of um, like styrofoam? 
Yes, I, I don't. You that you being one of them. I do not. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't like touching that. No, stuff. but what they do, they soak it in water, uh-huh. and when you squeeze it, it makes like this like wonderful like squishy sound because it basically dissolves. Hmm. Oh my god, I love that. See, also, also there are people who like ASMR of, pa- of people turning pages or typing. Yes, there's typing. There's people who write the they like the, that sound of like a pen or a pencil to paper. Oh, oh, you see, I would like that, too. See, that's, again, that is, that just shows that there are, just to say that you like ASMR and to send you, like, two videos, it's it's hard to, like... No, but everything you told me was a pickle laney or people going, like... (laughs) And then also, you have to acknowledge how absurd it is. Like, it's it's such a ridiculous concept that, like, you sit and watch someone, like, sitting alone in their apartment eating four pickles and talking to you about, like god knows what it's it's absurdly funny but it's relaxing in some ways i don't know what just happened are you doing cartwheels oh hello my cord got my cord got wrapped around something here hold on sorry i'm doing something it's okay I'm writing, I'm writing you. Here we go. Are you doing ASMR right now? What? Are you trying to do ASMR right now? Is that what you're doing? I am not trying to do ASMR. What are you talking about? Simply trying to do my favorite show that I recap RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10. I'm already asleep. See? (laughs) What are you doing? I was just typing a letter. What are you talking about? Here. Oh, whoops. Hello? Hello? Oh, yeah. I was just typing a letter. What's wrong with that? Uh, Can someone type a letter? You certainly can type away. You want me to give you a minute? Nope. That was it. That was it. Oh, Evan, I have a secret for you. Okay. Spill it. Between us. It's between us, alright? But sometimes when I wrap my fingers like this, it, it makes people very excited. Does oh boy. Make, does it make you excited, Evan? No, it makes me anxious and uncomfortable. Oh, why? I don't know why, because I don't know what you're doing with your fingers. It rhymes with sticking them up my ass. <laughs> Yep, so uh, confirm. More anxious and more uncomfortable. Please oh, go. just wait just wait till you come out to Los Angeles. Oh, God. So, at, 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 you know, as I think we've talked about this before, but you and I are going to the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. Woo! 
<laughs> and, you know, people have been getting their free tickets. If you signed up at DragCon, you could um, sign up to, to win a chance to get free tickets to, to the finale. Uh-huh. And people have been telling me that they've been getting their free tickets. I found out today where the venue is. Because I was curious. <gasps> Spill. The venue is at the Ace Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. I'm going to tell you something. I've been to that, that theater many, many, many times. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous theater from like the 1920s. It used to, I can't remember what it used to be called. Um, it's not the original name. The Ace Hotel bought the, the building it was in and turned the whole building into a hotel. Uh, I can't remember what the theater was originally called, but it's fucking beautiful. It is like, it's the, it's, it's gigantic. And it's actually the theater that they filmed season six in. Oh, okay. So, so it's a go- wait. You're gonna you're gonna have your breath taken away. I am ready what? to need a defibrillator. I'm trying to think. Oh, of- you are gonna need, you are gonna need that fucking defi- that is a fucking gorgeous, gorgeous treasure, a crown jewel in the in the many theaters in uh, Los Angeles, right there in downtown Los Angeles. Anyway, so you are, should be very very excited. But no, is there any? Go ahead. Are we gonna wear matching outfits? We are going to wear matching outfits. Okay. Uh, I'm going to dress like Tweedledee, and you're going to dress like Tweedledum. I don't know which is which. Now, let me ask you this question. Has there been anything going on in your life that we should know about? Anything going on in my life that you should know about? Yes. Um, you want to share with the public, with all your fans. You have adoring fans, Evan. Uh, anything you want to share with these adoring fans? Let's see. Uh, I got my tax return finally, so I'm feeling a little more optimistic. So basically, you have nothing to talk about with the fans. Oh, I, not, I mean, I'm just living my damn life. I don't know. What do I have to talk about? I have, I mean, let's see. This week, Aquarius <laughs> bitter. No one was eliminated. The girls donned their best quick trade couture, and the girls are challenged to make over some social media stars. On the main stage, Eureka, Asia, and Cracker earned high marks, with Ms. Cracker winning the challenge. Aquaria, Monet, and Cameron were in the bottom three, but it was Monet and Cameron Michaels that were forced to lip-sync for their lives. In the end, Cameron Michaels was told, Shantae, you stay, while Monet Exchange was asked... To sashay away, Evan Ayers named two things you liked about this episode, and one thing you did not. Okay, so the most obvious and most overdue is finally Miss Cracker gets her episode. I thought that I was really nervous in the beginning because the editing was making it seem like she was either going to fall really flat or it was going to be a huge win for her. I thought Miss Cracker looked amazing. I thought her drag daughter or sister looked incredible. I thought she really finally got her moment, and I was very happy to see that. Um, that made me very happy. I also, for the most part, I really liked the the maturity that we saw from Aquaria. And when the episode first started, you kind of see her being a little bit, you know, grouchy. And there's always one queen that like is always pissed that there's a double Shantae, and she was really like very blunt. And as we've talked about before, like probably just very tired and very cranky. But she really like, kind of let her ass hang out. And then I liked that you could immediately tell that she went home, probably had a weekend or something, you know, slept on it and came back. And I felt that she made a very heartfelt apology. And I like that you really, you really get a sense that these queens are, you know, sisters from this experience. So that was nice to see. And the only thing I really didn't like, I was super excited for this, this Miles, this guest judge. Um, But he didn't do anything. He brought nothing to the table but looking beautiful. So that was kind of a bummer. I was ready to bring you 13 reasons why I love this person, and I only have nothing. Might be one of the worst judges in the history of the show. Like, like tied with Shania Twain. And Shania Twain kind of had that Trump thing, so I even think she's even lower than him. But that was tough. Like, he should, he's gay, isn't he? 
Is he is he gay? Yeah, I think he is gay. Like, do some research right now while okay. I talk about mine and yeah, find you... out whether he's gay or not. No, 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 no. Actually, don't do that because then you start typing. I hear it in the microphone and I hate you. Um, I think you hate. Me. Do it on your phone. Look on your phone. Okay. Guys, something I want to edit. When I had edit, Evan doesn't realize that the microphones we use are the very same microphones they use for ASMR. Why? Because it picks up every little sound. All right, and then so then so sometimes I'm editing. I hear like. It's like, it's, you know what, it's my own, maybe that's why I don't like ASMR, because it reminds me of editing Evan's track in the show. Okay. Because just like, it's like people, it's like, all, you just hear like. Yep, he is a homo. Oh, he is? Yeah. Like if you're. Oh, that show queen. Up, show up did, to RuPaul's Drag Race, dude. Come on. Yeah. That queen was an embarrassment. I, oh. you know, because you know what, it's even worse now, because I thought he was straight. And I was going to say, like, oh, this poor straight guy just didn't know what he's getting roped into. Oh, my God. How embarrassing yeah, for him. That's tough. Good, good call there. All right. Two things I liked about this episode. This, this episode was very forgettable to me. I would agree. So you have to, you're going to have to forgive my uh, two things I liked. Uh, one thing I liked was Cam, Cameron Michaels' bulge. Hmm. Huh. During, during the trade, mini, the mini challenge. Uh, okay. You didn't see that bulge in his pants? I don't think I was focusing on that. Oh my goodness, girl! How did you miss it? it was, I can't believe it didn't poke you in the eye. Um, next, also, what was the name? Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. Oh, this Anthony Padilla! Holy shit! How fucking hot was he? Anthony Padilla. That it was. Um, Cameron Michael's partner. Oh yeah, they were super hot. Super hot. Oh, Anthony Padilla was so hot. So those are my two favorite things. Okay. And what I didn't like about the episode. <sighs> I like makeover challenges and whatnot. I just, I can't stand social media people. Like, it, it was very, very, like, Frankie Grande and Tyler Oakley, I wanted to jump out a window. Both of them. Both of those two people. Yeah. I'm- Frankie Grande was just extra, and then Tyler Oakley was just gay white male privilege came to life. Like, someone wished it into a person, and it's Tyler Oakley. I would have to agree. I mean... But I'm gonna have a lot of questions about these people. I'm, okay. I'm assuming, as you, as the representative of the millennial, will tell me who these people are. I hope I could tell you who half of them are. But again, I'll oh save, really? I'll save the question. Yeah, I could tell you who the gay ones were. I didn't know who the two straights were. No offense. All right. Well. All right. Well, I, I mean, I, I, that, go ahead. I mean, do you want me to go into it now? No, no, no. We'll get to we'll get to the okay. challenge. After the non-elimination, the girls walk into the workroom to de-drag. As they lounge around the couch, Aquaria lets her disappointment about the previous non-elimination be known. Part of the song where everyone would do a slit. Wow. <laughs> you seem really upset about it. I guess I am. I don't know. I just, I've never liked in past seasons when they've kept two people, and especially putting my effort in yesterday. I wish that we could keep rolling along with the competition. I just think the that how we've been throughout the whole competition should have some. I mean, girl, I'm so lost. I know I've been kicking ass all f- competition, and I'm mad that I can't go into the top five now because there's people yeah, who've course. been no shade, but people who've been skating by. So who do you think should have went home? I just. Until the last two episodes. Girl, I'm no sorry, shame. but that but. is so narcissistic for you to correlate them two staying with you being further away from the crown. And it's so irritating to me that you turned it into something about you when this has nothing to do with you. I mean, I've skated by the last. According like, to Aquaria, you have skated by. I've heard that from a lot of girls in this competition. Like who? So, 
Who? Say names. Don't say a lot of girls. I've, I know that I'm not the only person who's said that. Well, regardless, me and Cameron are both extremely happy to be here. And I'm, I'm happy, happy to, to be and here. I'm happy, I'm happy for y'all to be here, too, unlike other people. My only thing to you is, like, let's say that this was, like, Miss Continental, and your top two both, like, turned it out. Somebody still has to win. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's what I can see from Aquarius side. Part of it is, you know, you only have that one lucky save a season if there Says is who? one. I feel like your perception of drag is limited to what you have seen on Drag Race. Bitch, you're on fucking RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't think that's true at all. Who says there's only one magic double save? Like, they could do that again. I'm just frustrated that I might not have that type of mercy in the future. The next day, Aquaria offered an apology. If I may, I was, you know, this competition so like mentally, emotionally, and physically draining. And top five was like, was a very goal for me. But my apologies for making y'all feel whatever way. To get to be the top six for another week is just as fun. All right, Evan Ayers, what were your thoughts on this whole Aquaria coming after the girls? Where did you fall in that? Where, where, did, you, where, did, you, where did you fall there? Hmm. Well, uh, I don't know where I fell. I, I understand where she's coming from. And I certainly, like, as a competitor, you know, you're all thinking that. And I, I fell, obviously, on Asia's side with this. I love how worked up Asia got when she was, like, kind of going in on her and she had to, like, stop, sip her Red Bull and rip back into her. Um, I felt that this was just where Aquaria was kind of showing her, her age and her lack of maturity in these situations. Because I'm sure they're all thinking it's annoying. And it's funny, if you actually... I don't know if you saw this, but last week when they announced that they were both staying, if you look at Aquaria, like, she literally makes this, like, like the scowl like she's visibly already pissed that, that there was a double shante um i i thought that she had a right to be annoyed but again as as asia said keep it to yourself because you're all on the same show and you're you know what i mean like it's you just you just look like an idiot not an idiot excuse me you look like a brat okay look once again i'm gonna say when they get into this workroom afterwards they are so fucking tired mm -hmm. right and i wouldn't be surprised if it may not even necessarily be about the top five but being frustrated like oh that means there's like the closer you get that means the closer you get to go home you know True. so now there's basically a sense there's the, what she she's worked out this is when i get to go home and then now they're adding an extra episode essentially that means yeah. that she's even farther from going home so it's not just top five, and it's not personal victory, but it's, and, and so like it's okay to be a little like, oh, I'm so tired. We have to do this again another time, you know? Yeah. Um, but Asia's wrong in that she's like, I, I get what Asia Asia's been probably wanting to make the point that that young queens think that drag is RuPaul's Drag Race, which isn't the case. But this was not the time to make it because Aquaria has a point. Oh, she does. She's point, completely valid for what she's saying. Her other point is, oh, they wasted a double Shantae on this. Now, if I ever want to hope for a double Shantae, they're probably not going to do it again. And Asia's point is like, well, what, why do you say that they can't do it again? When have they ever done two double Shantae's in one season? Yeah. there's that's You know? Hard. Yeah. So, um, and, 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 and I have good evidence that this double Shantae was predetermined. Do you think? Um, um, yes. We'll prove it in two seconds, and um, and so now if it happened, if it was supposed to happen on that episode, I don't know, but uh, 
definitely was predetermined. So um, anyway, the point is that Aquaria was worried, like you know, oh well, now I don't. If, if I'm ever in trouble, I don't. I can't hope for a double Shantae. It's been used, and then Asia comes back with like, who says? I'm just like, well. Tell me in the history of the show when they've done two double Shantes. Um, now, look, what's funny is in thinking it, I have a sneaking suspicion that they might, you know, again. Really? Um, uh, yeah. I don't want to get in. I don't know. I, I, anyone who's afraid of spoilers, I don't know. I don't know. But there is a possibility for it. I mean, her show, her rules. If she wants to do it, she she certainly yeah. can. I mean, it was. It yeah. So who knows? Interesting. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so so I don't. I, I think Asia's talking out of her ass here. Like it, it, it was just. I don't know. I, I, it, 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 I think it's just. It's listening to tired people talk. Yeah, very, very cranky and tired. I think. I think what she meant. Maybe. I mean, I can't speak for her, but I. I would imagine she probably meant to say something along the lines of what you think the trajectory of this experience is going to be like is based on Drag Race. But she said it. She said what your idea of what drag is, which made it sound like she was delegitimizing Aquarius like perspective at all which I don't think was I think is which is where she sounded dumb well I think again I think the reason I think she's been holding on to this is you could say that to a lot of young queens I don't think you could say that to Aquaria yeah the one thing you could say about Aquaria is she does have respect for the art form of drag uh, she's been doing it since she was 14. She's probably more experienced than a lot of the queens there. And regardless of whether she's been raised in a RuPaul's Drag Race world, she's been in the world of drag for a long time. I know she's mostly a look queen and an Instagram queen, but we also there's plenty of videos of her, of her performing in drag too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. If, I don't. Know, I don't know if that's a necessarily a fair criticism of Aquaria. I would agree. You know, and also, any. as if, if she's ever in the bottom, like, the next time, like, if she was in the bottom this week, as if they would ever send her home over... She's clearly one of the front runners, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think she was just being in her head. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge. Now, for today's mini-challenge, I want you to create a super macho character. And then, you'll pose for a manly body spray I'm calling... Great. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Been chopping wood? Chopping wood. <laughs> so I'm going to have you say taglines that we're testing out for this body spray. Can you smell me coming? Great. Very good. Can I take it off for the ladies? Sure, yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, that'd be great. Do you want to see all the wood? Great. <laughs> smell all this wood? Great. Nice, nice. All right, thank you very much. Hey, maybe we can uh, go chop some wood together sometime. I believe that's doable. <laughs> I believe that's doable. <laughs> Trade. Spray it all over your face. Just don't get any in your eye. <laughs> can you get a deeper voice there? Trade. <laughs> you like that? All right, bro. Thanks a lot. What's happening, man? All right, I'm feeling good. How about you? I'm doing real good. What's your name? I'm BJ. What does that stand for? Uh, it stands for uh, being a jokester. <laughs> Here we go. I'll thank y'all ready for this smelly trade. 
Nice. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, the wife likes it too. <laughs> I want you to try it on another tagline. Say it with a deeper voice. Deeper? Yeah. Deeper like hell. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Pull my finger. Trade. <laughs> Told you I'm a jokester. The future belongs to those who can smell it coming. <laughs> <gasps> Okay, what's so funny? I, Eureka's funny, man. All right, now Eureka was named the winner of the challenge, which gave her an advantage in the maxi challenge, which, which we're going to get to in a second. Um, I didn't pull all the clip, but basically what happens is RuPaul then has a bunch of YouTube stars come in. Six, to be exact. All right? Uh, they were uh, Raymond... Who was Raymond? Raymond somebody, uh, right? Ra- Raymond Braun. Raymond Braun. Tyler Oakley, Chester C., Frankie Grande, and Anthony Padilla. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't it weird that they had six YouTube stars lined up? Yeah, but is, is this your argument for why they, it was a double Shantae that was planned? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's in, it's LA. I guarantee you that if they called any of those queens last minute, they would be speeding down the highway to get on that show. Like, I can't, if, you know what I mean? I can't imagine they had a hard time finding a sixth person last minute all right well you're much more uh, trusting than i am i think it was very odd especially with busy social media stars they were able to get them to clear like a, a whole you know day or two in their yeah. schedules twitter to, was uh, to film rue paul's drag race but whatever evan you believe in that i like that i like you know what i like that i like that you believe in that i mean but it's mm-hmm. yeah Thank you. Now, okay, but now this is where we could. Well, let, let's actually let's let's get into the maxi challenge next. You'll be transforming these kings of social media into flawless drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> so Eureka, you won the mini challenge. Ooh. You get to match the queens oh. with the social media kings. Who gets Tyler Oakley? I think I'm going to give Tyler to Monet. Who gets Chester C? Chester, I think I will give to Cracker. Oh, darling. Who gets Kingsley? Kingsley is going to go to Aquaria. Anthony, I'm going to give to Cameron. Hey, How are you? good. Who gets Raymond Braun? I'm going to give him to Asia. That means Frankie goes to Eureka. Oh. All right, Evan Air, let's talk about the mini challenge first. What were your thoughts on the mini challenge? I, you know, I thought it was actually funny. I enjoyed it because in the past, like, I remember, I think it was season two, they've done this where they've had the queens, like, dress butch and just, like, take a picture. It was kind of just, let's perpetuate the stereotype. Um, but they've been doing a lot of, like, ad-libby challenges this season. And, I, mm-hmm. again, I thought it was, some of them were actually very funny. Like, Eureka was very, very, like, you could tell that's, like, her hometown. Like, she, that was, it did not take a lot for her to snap into that character. Um, the only one that didn't really do it for me was Cracker. That poor girl tried so hard, and it just, she was not, not selling me Butch Queen one bit, but. Well, look, here's the thing. (laughs) For someone who doesn't want everyone to think she copies Aquaria, Aquaria had the top button of her jeans undone, and then Cracker had the top button of her jeans undone. Mm, I didn't notice that. I was looking at her abs. Um, I was noticing it because I was in love with Aquaria. I was in love with Aquaria in the workroom. 
and I was in love with Aquaria in that challenge. I was just all about Aquaria. That, that hair, day. though? Ugh, I loved. She knows she's cute, too. She, like, posted it on Instagram today. She's like, I look really good this week. Make sure you tune in. I'm like, Oh, right. she said that? Yeah. She, like, she, she, like, posted, you know what? She's right. She yeah. looked really, really good. When it's she right, really, it's right. Good. When it's right, it's right. Also, BT Dub, um, let's talk about uh, Cameron. Now, do you don't you think Cameron of all of them was the most trade? That was Cameron's just workroom outfit, right? I don't think she needed to change. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, she should have won that. She should have. I think. I think that's why I included Cameron. Eureka uh, Aquarius just got in because it was attached to Cameron. I'm like, nah, I might as well leave it in so I could talk about it. Yeah, but because um, oh my god, Aquarius was doing it with me with the with the top button unbuttoned, and I don't know. I was just oh, I was so feeling aquaria cameron doesn't do it for me but i did think he suited the challenge more than any other queens i didn't think eureka was all that funny i mean pretty it seemed like a hee-haw sketch it was very hee-haw but that's what rupaul likes how how hard was he laughing at that like i think eureka is very smart in knowing exactly what rupaul's looking for and delivers it every time do you think eureka should have won the challenge yes i do I think that was a challenge that was um, Cameron Michaels to lose. And I, although her, like, well, that's doable was, like, funny. But I thought Eureka really, like, went for it. I think it was definitely hers to win. I disagree. I think Cameron should have won the challenge. Next, um, the maxi challenge. Let's talk about mm-hmm. those drag queens. Oh, I mean, those drag queens. <laughs> those social media kings. What drag queens? Okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to list them one more time. There was Raymond Braun. Tyler Oakley, Chester C, Frankie Grande, and Anthony Padilla. Which ones did you know? I recognized um, the Grande. I recognized Raymond. Raymond Braun does a lot of stuff with WoW. I could not tell you uh, anything about where he got his start from, but he's done a lot of correspondence for Logo and WoW. Um, I obviously knew who Tyler Oakley was. and You realize the name's Tyler Oakley, though? Tyler Oakley. What did I say? Oakley. Oh, sorry. Um, and I again Kingsley is recognizable he was like a very like one of the early like viral video people that I remember mm-hmm. seeing on, on YouTube I did not mm-hmm. know who the other two were the one the Nicholas Padilla is that his name Padilla? yeah the name sounds very familiar but I, I don't know anything about him so I recognize half of them no it's Anthony Padilla by the way Anthony Padilla okay Okay. Um, all right. So Kingsley, Raymond Braun, Tyler Oakley, Chester C., Frankie Grande, Anthony Padilla. Um, I only knew of Tyler Oakley. First of all, this queen annoyed me at Drag Can last year. And he was walking around trying to butt in line in front of everybody to meet the queens. Tyler was? And it was really... It, it was like Tyler Oakley and his James Charles oh. were all trying to like butt in to the front of the line. Ugh. Anyway, I don't know. There's something about Tyler. And I know, I don't know, uh, you know, just like I didn't know that much about ASMR. I know that, like, people uh, love these YouTube stars. A former co-host of the show was kind of obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I, I I don't, and I, I, I'm not knocking it. I know they have a lot of followers. I've never understood why. Uh, like, what is so fucking goddamn interesting about Tyler Oakley? I think he was just right place, right time, and was on the internet right when it like when he needed to be. I, I think his. I mean, obviously, he, I'm sure he had like a coming out story, and 
Um, I think he just like capitalized on like being a vlogger and I don't know. I mean, he's like white and people think he's funny. I don't think he's the most original person in the world, but he's definitely built a name for himself. How much hate mail do you think I'm going to get by talking about how much I did? You know, what's so funny is maybe it's good. I didn't know them because I didn't have any preconceived notions. Cause the one I have a preconceived notion, the two that I have preconceived notions about, I didn't like, I didn't like Tyler Oakley and I didn't like Frankie, Gr- Frankie Grande. Right. Um, but I actually liked the other ones. I really liked Kingsley. I really liked Anthony Padilla. I really liked Chester C. And I really liked Raymond Braun. I liked I liked the ones I had never, ever, ever, ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Here's my thought with this. Here's the thing that I yeah. had a problem with. And maybe it's because the last season, season nine's makeover challenge was so good. Because mm-hmm. it was, you know, they were picking taking straight people. And it was the crew. And it was just a very, like, I, you could tell it was like a special thing that they were doing. My issue with this one was that some of these queens, the point of a makeover challenge is that like drag is, su- is supposed to be, the, is like a big, it's an, is a, an event. And some of these people are already so extra that it like, it didn't, they didn't need, I, I don't need to see Tyler Oakley in drag on Drag Race. Like I've, you know, I'm sure there are tw- mil- tens of twenties of videos of him online of someone doing it. You know what I mean? They get these queens mm-hmm. to come do, you know, painting twirls, whatever. Um, and it was odd to me that they had, this variety of like there was like the Frankie Grande who was like you know gayer than Elton John's fanny pack and then there was the there were these two like straight guys who it seemed like whoever got them would have a harder time you know transitioning with them or have a harder time getting them to be more in into it you know um it just didn't it seemed it was a very strange mix of people does that make any sense i also just watched freaking Brig brother that season that Frankie Grande was on and mm-hmm. I have had enough of that queen. I'm sh- I'm sure he's a fine person, but I do this show is gay enough. I did not need all that. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought Frankie Grande was really, really annoying. It was like a more annoying Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Oh my god! Wait, uh, damn it! You took the one thing I had to say. Have you seen these like those memes where it's like Cynthia Lee Fontaine, the only queen to be on three seasons in a row? Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, it's oh very my, funny. Oh god. Now, I want to bring up something else, too. And it shows you what a very white point of view this show has. In that the big thing was that Aquaria, as a strategy move, gave Aquaria Kingsley. And oh my god, because Aquaria's white, she's not going to know how to do Kingsley's makeup because he's black. Right? However, then why wasn't that true? Asia had a white guy and Monet had a white guy. In fact, Monet had like the whitest person that ever lived. Yep. And yet they, they didn't mention that. Like, why? Because there's this assumption like, well, it, there's an assumption like everybody knows how to do white makeup because we're the best. We're number one, you know? Mm-hmm. But no one knows how to do black makeup, which is true. It, it is true that it's it's harder to do for white. It, it's harder. It's hard for black queens to get their makeup done right. And it's actually the same thing is true with film with lighting. Uh, it, uh, that's a lot of times black, black people aren't lit right correctly in movies, you know, because lighting people only know how to light white people. That's a whole other thing. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a big problem. So uh, and and so like I could see it's a problem, but it, it, the problem goes both ways. Why is then the assumption that Monet and Asia would know how to do the makeup for white people? Yeah, I mean. I think they just love to to get. Uh, no, I don't know. It's because Aquarius White and doing well. I'm sure. I don't know. Mm. Um. All right. 
in the workroom, the girls get to know their YouTube counterparts. Asia and Raymond hit it off, but that means more work for Asia. Monet and Tyler laugh a lot, but will they be laughing at the end? Cracker is worried about her straight bearded sister, Chester C. Eureka finally meets Frankie Grande, someone who is more extra than she is. Aquaria has no problem with the makeup needs of people of color, and Cameron Michael struggles to make any headway with his straight counterpart, Anthony Padilla. So you are famous on on YouTube. Do you watch the show? Uh, I I have watched it occasionally. Okay. Uh, my girlfriend is a huge fan. So uh, yeah, I watch it over her shoulder. Cool. Yeah. So it should be interesting. Um, my drag is like hyper feminine. What's hyper feminine mean? Um, I want something kind of sparkly and flowy. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Evan, any thoughts on this segment right here and everything we just talked about? What does hyper-feminine mean? Come on, dude. Well, I don't know what Cameron means by hyper-feminine because, I mean, I think he likes to wear super... Okay, I understand what Cameron says in terms of he said that he makes his outfits very, very girly to balance how manly he is. Mm -hmm. But I still wouldn't call the character of Cameron Michaels as a drag queen hyper-feminine. Uh, yeah, I would say that. She's she's fishy at the right angles, but I wouldn't say hyper-feminine. Also, that one guy, her her dude, what, um, Anthony Padilla, just lie and say you're a huge fan. Like, don't admit that you really have never seen this show. You've never seen the show? I, I think he was lying, though. He said he's seen it a couple of times. He's probably never seen the show. No, he had no idea where he was. Um, but no thoughts on Asia and Raymond and the, how like she's got to make a dress. Uh, Monet and Tyler laughing all the time was super annoying. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's all. I Tyler is annoying to me, so I don't. I don't want to say too much. Cause what did you think about the can, the pairing of can, uh, Eureka and Frankie Grande? It was like, well, I'm trying to like think of something like an analogy here for like the two of the gayest things that just like don't need to ever mix. They certainly downplayed it. Like it, it could have been a lot worse. I thought. Like you didn't see too much of them. Like being loud and obnoxious but um that's just that was a that was a gay gay duo i don't know yeah all right after our youtube stars took some turns walking in heels rupaul entered the workroom for some table visits rupaul plugs to play dear evan hansen while talking to cracker and chester compliments tyler oakley on his ass when talking to taylor and monet and cameron michaels pretends to be unaware of how attractive people find him. Well, he's very attractive. I wouldn't call myself attractive. I'm a slap You're attractive. Dick. <laughs> Come on. He was prancing around without a shirt on over there. He knows he's attractive. <laughs> yeah. Later, RuPaul asked Eureka about her strategy, and Eureka didn't hold back. Now, tell me this. What was your strategy for pairing up the girls? I paired them up with who I assumed would be their demise. (laughs) (laughs) That's the answer I wanted to hear, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I just can't come close to that bottom again. I don't want to be there. I'm here to win. So I hope you enjoy your partners, ladies. (laughs) Because I am loving mine. (laughs) Okay, before we get into the discussion of this, I want everyone to know that uh, I got a very important phone call during this uh, segment, so I actually missed it, and I called Evan, and I said, listen, did anything really happen? He said, no, nah, this is what happened, and and so then I, I when I was a- uh, editing the clips, I actually went back and listened to this segment. Evan, I think you oversold it. So little happened in this whole segment. No. <laughs> that I was, like, like, I missed nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, there, the... 
the table visit was fine-ish, I thought, but yeah, yeah. there was no like no absolute outrageous like plot or anything. No, it was very well. Mad. Well, yeah, there was a commercial break after Cameron uh, ta- uh, talks to Rue, and then they came back and Evan and Rue continued the table visits, and then they did a whole segment about the about the the social media people just being super extra walking around the workroom trying to pretend to practice walking and and the and we did, what we also miss it and mention is that Cameron I mean sorry Cracker is pretty much telling her her person who's Cracker Chester C like let's just concentrate we don't need to be doing that whole fucking nonsense that they're doing and just just work on this right which we saw paid off but uh evan any thoughts on these table visits or anything that happened why was what's going on what why was Rue so like obsessed with evan hansen is there i don't know why but also Rue paul was in the best fucking mood she's been all season i'm like did she smoke some weed before she walked into this goddamn workroom she has been like so chipper this for like this latter half of the season it's it's almost bizarre like you can so you know sometimes you can tell she's like er, does she really want to be doing this like well you know what have you noticed she's been in a really good mood since the vixen left oh i haven't noticed I, i'll bet you i'll bet okay that this vixen was a fucking problem on and off screen and once they fucking cleared out the negativity that is the vixen they were like, "Ugh, we can breathe again. I love these people now." Once they nix the Vix, yeah. Um, Once they nix that, that's my theory. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've from watching Cracker's little series, it's implied that Rue was like has in the beginning half of the season was like not really impressed with the Queen's performances, or that like no, she, she was not. I know this for a fact. So you, oh, you know it for a fact. I know. I have facts are facts, my, America. I have my little whisper campaign out there. Oh. Well, then in that case, that makes that confirms it then. So something has, so maybe it was when the Vixen was sent home, but yeah, she's having a good ass time with these queens. And again, I, despite last week's table visits were really, really like genuine and sincere, but mm-hmm. this wasn't, it, again, she seemed, it wasn't just her showing up and being like, well, you haven't won a challenge yet. What are you going to do this week? Like she yeah. seemed to be really, really interested in really enjoying um, the filming of the segment. And she loved those white boy butts. Uh, well, we didn't really get to see Chester C's butt or... She liked Tyler Oakley's butt, butt too, right? Yeah, but like, also, I have no time for Cameron being like, "Oh, I'm not like he's attractive." But yeah, like, yeah, girl, no, come I was on. Just like, what? Come on, right? Come yeah. on. It's elimination day, and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Tyler Oakley was scared about his body image. Kingsley was worried about what the people back home would think. Cracker's excited for her creation, and Cameron is glad to be secluded from the group. Do you feel kind of secluded being over here away from everyone else? I get ready at home by myself. I don't get ready at the bar with, like, the other people. Right. So this just feels comfortable to me. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I love talking to the other girls and stuff. and I'll talk to them when they walk by, but, like, yeah. I just like painting by myself. It's like a ritual yeah. of mine. It's it's comfortable. and I was going to say they're having so much fun, but <laughs> you get to focus on being diligent. Yeah. Evan Ayers, any thoughts on the um, Elimination Day? This, this was a pretty non-eventful episode. It really but, was. Any, I'm, like, thinking yeah. about it right now. I'm like, God, like, why am I not giving more? But, okay, I actually... There's not... There's not re- well, but you, be, to, 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 to give you the benefit of the doubt here is the closer you get to the end, and I feel it's happening sooner with this season than most other seasons, but the closer you get to the end, there's just not as much to discuss. Yeah. It's just, just naturally what happens on this show. But go ahead. So I do actually... So I, I would like to amend my, the one of the things I liked about this episode. 
Um, one of the, my favorite moments of this episode was when um, Cracker is like putting her daughter in, in face or whatever. And she's like, when she kind of steps back and sees what she's done and how excited she like starts clapping is like super excited. Um, that reminded me very much of the times that I've done drag and you wait. Not... What? Well, wait. Breaking news: Co-host of the show Evan Ayers has done drag. I I've never heard this before. You've never heard about Riedelin? No. Oh God, I love Riedelin. Is your German crackhead auntie that? doesn't really come off that often but the point is that you because i'm a stupid boy i actually know nothing about painting my face but my roommate and best friend george is incredibly talented and so the times that we've done it you know for halloween or like just like random like pride nights or there's like a, a, a high heel race here in dc he's so great and always will paint my face for me and every time he does it, like there's always that one moment where he like steps back and looks at me and does he does exactly what Cracker does. He gets like so excited. Wait, are there any photos of this? Um, on my Instagram, like kind of far back, there are some. I I'll, I can send you some. Like I, I want to see. I can't even imagine this. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I gotta like, I gotta scroll. It's been a, it's been a long time since I've done it. But yeah, I put on like the thigh high hooker boots and we run around. And it's it's fun. I have a Vivica Fox wig that I throw on and um. It's something like I would by no means am I claiming to actually be a drag artist, but the times that I do it are with George and that that entire process of watching Cracker get like thrilled with her work. Like I see that with George every time, which mm-hmm. to me makes me feel like a a brick. He's like, oh, wow, you don't look anything like you. You look great. Go, Thanks, honey. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine this. Um yeah, again, the elimination day, I was, I was like, are you going to make someone cry? And, and really the most exciting thing was that Tyler Oakley uh, has body image issues. <sighs> yeah, um, I, which I guess is kind of refreshing to hear because it's, it's refreshing to hear that YouTube stars don't always think they're so hot. Uh, Tyler Oakley isn't your – he's not like Anthony Padilla or like um, maybe Raymond or something like that where it's all about the looks. Yeah. I, I, I think it's more about content with him. But um, – uh, he's st- but he, oh, he's still a thin white man. It's so funny. Like gay men have such terrible body image issues, and I think that that would be something interesting to explore. But um, we couldn't on this episode. Uh, but uh, apart from that, there really wasn't much from this elimination day. Well, you know, we we could have explored it, but Sasha told us not to joke about that. So she sure did. Over on Patreon, I had a long and insightful discussion with dancer Jake Dupree. Uh, Evan and I tried our hands at ASMR, just like we did today. And we took a deep look at the career of Cher over on RuPaul Radio. This week, Taylor the Latte Boy makes his triumphant return on Rulaska Thoughts. To hear all this and more, join at the $1 or $2 levels at patreon.com slash drag race recap. That's patreon.com slash drag race recap. Now, uh, what's your name again? Uh, what? Your name's Dear Evan Ayers. Dear Evan, Dear Evan Ayers. <laughs> It's time to for go the home. <laughs> oh my god. Put the bass in your walk. Head to toe. Let your whole body talk. Okay, shift it back. 
another great thing about this this episode, um, and I love I've noticed this. You can whenever they bring up Vanji, and it's obviously only an inside joke with like Rue and Michelle, whoever else has been there. The guest mm-hmm. judges are always like, "What the fuck is Rue laughing at?" So they have no idea what they're talking about. I just think it's kind of clever. She really loves this bitch. Do you think it's I think real? By, I think by this point, it's, just, it's it, it, now they're being a dead horse. To me, at least. I don't know. I think also, Shira thinks I, it's funny. I, I don't know. For some reason, I like it when the queens do it. I don't like it when she and Michelle do it. I don't know why. Sue me. I just might. All right. So what were your thoughts on the looks, dear Evan Ayers? Uh, dear Joe Patance, I actually... so. For the most part, I thought these were really, really strong makeovers. Um, I don't think anyone looked. There was no, you know, like Shea Coulee with her the her person's wig like falling over their face, or no one looked terrible in terms of. I think that Cracker absolutely had the best transformation, and they looked and the whole thing was just exactly what it needed to be. Um, I thought Monet Exchange with that big wig looked incredible, and. If she ever comes back for All Stars, it is on her to never wear a pussycat wig ever again because she, I mean, she looks like a different drag queen with that wig on. Um, the, let's see, who else is there? I thought Asia and her sister looked the most. I actually would have, I was expecting Asia to win just because in my mind, I'm expecting Cracker to not win a challenge. Uh, I thought that was a really, really strong makeover. And even Aquarius, who wasn't the most visually like obvious, I still thought Kingsley looked incredible. So, and even Rue actually even said it. He goes, oh, you guys are really bringing it this season. I thought this was a, a really, really solid, you know, solid job done. Did you have any major thoughts? No, I actually thought that most of them looked really good. I mean, I, I guess you could split hairs and say that, yeah, Cameron and and uh, her partner, uh, who was um, Anthony Padilla, didn't look like sisters. And I guess you you could say that Monet, but Monet, I mean, Tyler Oak is the whitest person ever, and Monet's not. And so they're naturally not going to look like sisters. Yeah. You know? Um, but... Uh, it was but like I could see what they were talking about. Tyler Oakley's brows were awful. Oh, that was some Derek Barry, Derek Barry season eight boobery on this for sure. Yeah, I, I uh, Aquaria. How- I think Aquaria. Then they were being a little picky. See, I actually thought that Aquaria should have been in the bottom. Oh, really? Yes. And I have insight. My my roommate was at the bar and said that people were absolutely gagged at Miss Cracker, and there were actually boos when Aquaria was announced to not be in the bottom two that they felt that that was not she was not strong enough to be in, to be safe I also love how the I love how the two straight makeovers or the two people who were identified as heterosexual were actually the best drag queens oh um, it, um uh, Miss Cracker and the other what's the guy Cameron's person I thought was looked good Cameron's person uh, Anthony Padilla Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, they look good. Yeah, everyone looked. To be honest with you, everybody looked good. Except, I mean, they're, they're, these are minor quibbles. You're right. There were no big disasters that we've seen in in previous seasons. Uh, the closest is, I think, that one of the straight guys couldn't walk. Was it Cameron's guy? 
maybe. Couldn't no, one of them couldn't walk in heels, and that, but I mean that's I mean what are you gonna do? Well, Kim Chi made it through the entire season eight without being able to walk in heels, so that's forgivable. Yeah, that's true. Um, can all you right, can well, you walk can you walk in heels, Joe Batanz? No, I can't even walk in flats. All <laughs> right, over on the main stage, the judges were loving Asia, Eureka, and Cracker and their respective partners. Meanwhile, your Aquaria, Monet, and Cameron didn't fare so well. In the end, Monet and Cameron are placed in the bottom two and forced to face off in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song. Let's check my nails. The song. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Good as hell by Lizzo. In the end, Cameron lived to slay another day while Monet was asked to sashay away. Evan Ayers, before you give me your final thoughts on the episode, any final thought? Any thoughts on the lip sync? Often I find we forget to talk about the lip sync. Yeah, um, I would not have been surprised if if Monet actually won this lip sync. I thought Cameron served it very well, but I don't know. I just feel like Rue gets way more into whenever Monet lip syncs. Um, maybe I'm still on the heels of last week's that I thought was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it seemed like one of those lip syncs where you really had to be there in person to grasp like the full, the full like value of the performance. Uh, but I was I wasn't as like blown away as I was last week. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I kind of feel like they were doing a lot of cutaways to Cameron, so that you would you would root for Cameron. Yeah, but I felt that the that the lip sync was probably much closer to call uh, in real life than. Uh, than, than what we saw, and, and look, it was still close to call uh, uh, on screen. I don't think it was necessarily the greatest lip sync. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I think a part of it had to do with like the song's very whatever to me. Am I wrong? No, yeah, I didn't. I I've never heard the song before, and I I didn't really get it other than the fact that obviously the guest judge this was her song. But yeah, I they've had better ones. I think I'm not even judging the quality of the song. I'm just saying they've had iconic songs. And I think it could be a little easier to judge on an iconic song. You know, I'm going to go back at something that you said the other week. You don't think this has been a good a good season of lip syncs? Not really, no. Really? No. Better than last season? I don't remember last season. I don't remember anything. Okay. I couldn't tell you what happened earlier this season. But let me ask you this. What are your final thoughts on the episode? I thought that this was a very, very middle-of-the-road episode. I thought it was... Not the greatest makeover challenge. Not the greatest makeover concept of a challenge. I thought all the queens at this point are so good, and I think they're all really bringing it this season. And it's, it's. I was talking to someone, texting someone during the show, and they said, "I feel like everyone is so good that it makes nothing seem that special." Like I'm not. I wasn't really gagged by anything. I I thought everyone did a solid job, and it really could have been anyone that went home. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's that time of the that it's that last leg of the competition where people are just either really bringing it or it's you're just splitting hairs on who to send. But mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, it was it was it was good. It was a good episode. But again, I yeah, I, I've made it very clear that I I was I, I've watched last week's episode at least six or seven times in the last week, and I still think it's so good. So maybe the bar was set a little high. What did you think? 
I felt it was a very serviceable episode. It was a it was a fine episode. It's one of those episodes that if you ask me a year from now, I'll go like, oh yeah, I guess that was an episode. Yeah. It's weird because we always there's certain episodes you can always count on. You can always count on Snatch Game, you can always count on a ball episode, you can always count on a reading challenge, and you can always count on a makeover challenge. So that means this will always go down as this is the makeover challenge with the with the social media stars. It's weird because I actually feel as people to be made over, they were good. But what's funny is maybe they were too good. Yes, maybe, that's a really good way of putting it. Maybe you need sometimes where there's the little awkwardness. And there wasn't as much awkwardness. It seemed like they were very willing to embrace it and work it. and Like, that's what kind of made Season six's Wedding Makeover Challenge with the grooms so good. Some of them were just so resistant to it or like willing to try it or they're, they're, they're and they all looked, you know, that's the other thing too. And I'm not trying to be shady, but a, mo- a lot, a lot of times that's, Oh, I just nailed it. Oh, I just hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Bring it home. I just hit it. Every other makeover challenge. There's a wide variety of people. They're often straight. Okay. Uh huh. Um, but they've had gay ones in the past, but even, even if they're gay, they're not all attractive. There's varying degrees of body types and attractive level. All of these guys, for the most part, were attractive. Some of them may not be my cup of tea, but they take care of themselves. They're in decent shape. They know how to work a camera. They know how to be on TV. In fact, they're kind of thirsty for attention. Like, so in, in that, that's why they were too good. You want to see the... There's no transformation. So in other words, what was the gag... Why was season nine so good? What was the gag of season nine? The gag of season nine, I thought, was that they were making over... No, but not only that, no, I'm talking about the specific person. Everyone loved... Was it Wintergreen? Wintergreen was the peppermint. He was like... Yeah. He's a... Pr- yeah. But when you saw Wintergreen, he was such a, like, thick, butch straight guy that to see him turn into wintergreen was a revelation you didn't have any of those because they're already all pretty they're all pretty and like you said they're all very much used to being in front of a camera and they know how to how to play it up and they know how to to do what they need to do to be to be memorable or to be you know what i mean yeah like was it cracker that was telling chester uh i'm gonna like put tape on your dick and tape it behind you and he's like all right like there was no like oh he's not gonna do that to oh, me don't yeah, you I'm know not, like i'm not doing all that yeah or like that, yeah remember, like remember the one guy in season six who literally walked off off stage like threw up like the basketball star oh yeah 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 there was none of that which is you know it's great to see that but yeah it was a little too it was like all right bring your bring your friend bring your friend in and make them look pretty like it was almost well, too well yeah there was no there was no transformation there was just nothing. It was like, like in other words, when you see a makeover on TV, like I'm talking regular TV, like when you see on, on Martha Stewart's talk show or whatever, uh-huh. they bring in some sort of housefrau who is a mess, <laughs> you know, and then they they go like, Dring, you know, and then and then you're like, oh my god, look what they did to her, right? right? And it's like there, you didn't have any of those breath. The, the, well, no, actually, I will say, seeing Chester turn into Cookie. Was really I was breathtaking, but like he's already pretty. Yeah, he was pretty, but it was I mean he was the most like he was the most shockingly like the one that was that really embraced it the most, and it was because he was a pretty straight person. He was still pretty. Like, yeah, yeah. He shaved. Ooh. 
That was it. We're going to take pretty people and make them pretty people. And you're like, oh, all right. And I think that's why this episode, as a makeover, yeah, they it worked. But it's like there was no real transformation. They looked ex- they looked as expected. I wonder what like what are other like what could they have done or what are who's left to make got ugly people. But you ugly people. You can't bring people in. Hey, hey, all right, queens. This week you're going to be making over these these bricks of a of a human. Like you can't say that. Well, you don't tell them to the people, but like you, it didn't have to be like the, that's why the crew was so good is because they knew how the show worked, mm-hmm. but yet they were. All of them were straight, right? Yes. Yeah, they were all straight. That was that Rizzo was so fucking hot, and um, but they were all straight, and so yeah, that was the problem here. Anyway, well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Be sure to join us this week and every week. Except, did they announce that there's not going to be a new episode next week? No, they gave a preview, but they didn't announce it. Yeah, guys, there's not going to be there's RuPaul's Drag Race is not there's no new episode next Thursday. All right? There's no new episode next Thursday. And there's no new episode from us next Thursday. So join us in 2 weeks and every week as we discuss dissect each brand Oh, I didn't put deconstruct. And deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season 10. So, for Evan Ayers and myself, sashay away. Until next week, or next two weeks. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. If you want to help the show, leave us a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher we move up in the rankings, and that helps the show find a bigger audience. If you want to help the show even more, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragracerecap. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content not available on the main podcast feed. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit us at our website at dragracerecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram and Twitter at PIMCTaylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on one-on-one with Larry Flick every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at catchinguppodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J O E B E T A N C E. 